Hello and welcome to a special WrestleMania a week edition of the This Week in Marvel podcast. I'm Ben Morse, the senior editor at Marvel.com, and I had the distinct pleasure of chatting with not one, not two, but three of the WWE's finest in anticipation of the biggest show of the year, WrestleMania. I spoke with Divas champion Nikki Bella. I spoke with Paige from Total Divas, and I also spoke with WWE superstar Bray Wyatt. Now we have put these all together for your listening pleasure, so please do enjoy as you're getting ready for WrestleMania, and thanks for listening to This Week in Marvel. Hey everybody, I have got with me on the line WWE Divas champion, star of Total Divas, many superlatives for Nikki Bella. Nikki, thanks for, uh, thanks for taking the time to come on the podcast. Yes, and thank you very much for that intro. You're making me feel like a queen. Oh, as you should, I, you know, I, me and my wife watch on Total Divas every week. I watch on Raw, okay. and uh, absolutely, Thank you should you. be treated as the queen of the ring, I believe. Oh, I like that, and that is most certainly what I am, queen of the ring. Yours for free. Um, as I mentioned, uh, among those accolades, you are the current Divas champion. You're a two-time Divas champion. This is the second time around. Now, that I remember the first the first time around was a nice run, but pretty quick. This one, you, you've gotten to establish yourself a little more, been on top for a while now. What's it like kind of being, you know, getting to be the cornerstone of the division, getting to be the, uh, the face of the whole Divas roster? What's that like? I must say that it feels absolutely amazing um, because, you know, my first run was so, so short um, mm-hmm. that it's just made me, it kind of makes you feel powerful, but powerful in a good way. Like, what are the good things I can do? How can I help change the division? How can I help build people? Right. Um, you know, eyes are on me. So how can I keep changing my stuff in the ring? How can I impress my audience? How can I keep my Bella army interested? So very neat. You feel almost more creative, yeah. um, that you get to use more of your creative side and you get more of a voice in what you want to do and, and how you want to be portrayed. Yeah, absolutely. You can talk about, you know, kind of evolving and making sure that you are keeping people interested. You have, you know, honestly, your your matches lately have been great. I mean, I remember when you guys first came back, one of the things you made a point of was, you know, the first run you did all the stuff with the guest host and you got to do a lot of fun stuff, but not as much in the ring. Now, you've really been able to get some time and uh, show what you can do on pay-per-view, stuff like that. What's kind of the process of from when you guys left to when you come back to even the last year or so, specifically working on refining your character, not just the character aspect, which you had down, but the physical stuff, the in-ring stuff? Yeah, you know, it, those 11 months that Bree and I took off, um, not only did I get a chance to heal my body and my mind, but I really got to look back on the five years of my career. And what I realized what I was missing is I, I knew the moves, and I, I'm athletic. Mm-hmm. But what I realized is when I came up to the road, my psychology was off. When they told me to be a heel, I just thought you you just bumped for the baby face and you made them look good, but you didn't think about being a heel and what, what is it to be a heel and make that heel character good. So when Bree and I came back, that was one of our things like, okay, if we're coming back as heels, we're going to be strong, powerful heels. It doesn't yeah. mean that you just bump and beat and look bad. Um, and then I have to say breaking, breaking my um, tibia again. Yeah. T- um, and being injured when John was injured and rehabbing with John he showed me a strength that I had inside me that I never knew I had. And that's when I got into Olympic lifting and I got very, very strong and fearless. Yeah. And John helped me bring what I was doing in the gym into the ring. 
And I have to say that that has just changed me so much. And who Fearless Nikki is and who Nikki Bella is, is the stronger I get in the ring, the more I want to incorporate that. Or the stronger I get in the gym is the more I want to incorporate that in my moves. And, and I'll admit, like, I use Beth Phoenix as a huge inspiration. Nice. Um, I watched footage after footage of her, and I was fortunate to wrestle her for many years. And I always just was in awe of her, like her strength and what she would do. And so I try to take that into my ring work and, and show off my strength because I have strength that a lot of the divas don't. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to watch too. And I have to say, it's like amazing giving these big power moves. Like I yeah. just, it, it feels great. Well, yeah, because that's a thing not all the girls can do. And like you said, you know, from China to Beth Phoenix, there's always been kind of that that power diva role, but you are very unique in that you um, have been able to evolve from being, you know, how you were before to, yeah, throwing around the power moves. I think that's one, that's one of the great part of your matches I like enjoying, like watching you work with a page or an AJ, just the fact that you can, uh, you can definitely show off that power you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Now, Every WWE superstar diva, of course, has tremendous exposure. You know, you guys are on the road. You have to do all this stuff. You have to do the appearances and the matches. But you, on top of that, are getting filmed 24-7 for mm-hmm. Total Divas. I don't know if it's 24-7. I'm going to guesstimate. You know, we'll round up and say it's 24-7. Yeah. You guys are getting filmed a lot. How <laughs> a do you lot. balance, you know, having to do, you know, refining your WWE persona, but also at the same time, knowing you've got this whole other audience, this audience on E and the people who watch Total Divas who have come to know you a different way. How do you kind of reconcile the two, uh, the two roles you're playing? It's, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some tough days because mm-hmm. we're on the road, you know, five days a week and I get like a day and a half at home, but I'm being filmed and I'm trying to get my errands done. And, you know, it's, it's real life. And, you know, you have those moments where it's tough, but it's weird. Once it was the few, like first few months of season one, mm-hmm. it was weird just how comfortable you got. And the crew just kind of becomes part of your family. <laughs> like, okay, my family's hanging out with me for the next four days. So yeah. it, it, it was just, um, I don't know. It, it kind of just felt like normal life. Like, okay, I'm at work and here they're filming Nikki Bella and they're seeing me before matches and how I'm interacting with the girls backstage. And then they're back with me and John at the house and I'm just normal Nicole. And this is what we do on our off days. And mm-hmm. this is how my life is. Um, so for, you know, I think there's certain people made for reality and that's why not everyone makes it in reality because some people can't handle that. And some people yeah. want to act for the cameras and pretend like they're still trying to be Nikki Bella. Or they're still trying to be this where it's very easy for me to go back to Nicole at the end of the day. And yeah. For the cameras to get that, I never feel like I have to put on a show for them or anything like that. I feel very natural, which can be a good thing and a bad thing, <laughs> because then that's when they get the moments of you crying or yelling or saying stuff, and you're like, oh, my, OMG, did she just say that? <laughs> so I think I get a little too comfortable in front of that camera, but it's fun. I love it. Yeah. Something I love when I when I when I talk, talk to you guys from WWE is, you know, you're as close, as we say in real life, to Marvel superheroes. You guys can kind of yeah. portray what we have on the page or on the screen. Now we have a variety of great heroes, you know, even even just in our movies from Black Widow, who's a super spy, to Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy, who's this space warrior. If you were in the Marvel universe, what kind of hero or villain, I'll put that out there, what kind of hero or villain mm-hmm. would you want to be? I think currently I would be Storm. And I just think because 
you know, I'm right now mysterious and bad, but when I walk through that ramp or to that ring or I walk through a crowd, I mean, I basically bring a storm with me. It's thunder and lightning, and you know I have come. So you know Nikki Bella's in the house when she walks in. So I think storm would be my current character. That's cool. Now, if you could have a superpower, would it be something to do with the weather, or would you be looking for something else? You're already, as you've said, you're already super strong, so you can cross that off the list, but what else would you want to look there? I think it would be to be invisible. Yeah. And I think the reason for that is it's the best way to take on an opponent, right? You can either be in the room listening to what they want to do to you, or you can listen to things they say about you, or you could just be in that ring whenever they want to do the one, two, three. Well, if I'm not there, it doesn't count, so I guess I have to be Divas Champion forever. Now, like, how would that work? Would you get a five count on invisibility, or do you think you can just do it as long as you want? I think I can do it as long as I want. Yeah. I'm Mickey Bell. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Last question. WrestleMania is coming up. You have been a part of – how many WrestleManias have you been a part of? My goodness. I have been a part of – so I sat in the crowd at WrestleMania 25. No, okay. no, no. I sat in the crowd at WrestleMania 24. Right. And the first one I was a part of was WrestleMania 25 in the Battle Royal. Oh, yeah. That was a big Miss WrestleMania deal, yeah. Yeah, because WrestleMania 24 is with FCW, and that's when it was in Orlando. And okay. we were watching from the stands. So fun. So, yeah, WrestleMania 25 was the first one I got to be a part of. So this is my sixth one. So grateful. So what would you say is your favorite WrestleMania moment you've been able to be a part of? Um, I definitely would say it'd be last year, um, the Divas Battle Royal, and when Bree and I did um, the double dive into the girls and just some of the stuff we did. But, yeah, that double suicide dive, I mean, it was the first time I did it with Bree together. And, you know, that takes – thank goodness we're twins because it takes for (laughs) one person to move their foot wrong or hit the ropes first or – you know, so and we were so in sync. So I definitely have to say that's my favorite WrestleMania moment ever. Absolutely, it was very cool. I was there live. I was up in the uh, press box, being up there. I was like, okay. that looked cool, and I couldn't wait to see it on uh, up close. Thank Nikki, thank you so much for taking the time. Where can uh, I thank know you. you have tons of people following you online? Where can people who are listening to this podcast see more of Nikki Bell? Um, well, check me on my Instagram because as TMZ said, I guess I have the sexiest photos of Instagram, but that's <laughs> at the Nikki Bella. <laughs> and then also, um, check us out on Twitter. Bree and I share it. I know twin thing. It's weird, but at Bella twins. Very cool. Thank you, Nikki Bella. Thank you. We've got a real treat today on the podcast. We've got WWE Diva Paige, former Divas champion, star of Total Divas. Paige, thank you so much for taking the time to talk. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure, seriously. Um, So you've been in WWE for a little bit now, but you debuted on the main roster about 12 months ago, a year ago, night after WrestleMania, correct? Yes, sir. All right. But. But you have been in wrestling for many, many years. Actually, I've heard interviews where you were basically wrestling before you were even born, right? Yeah, I'm basically, you know, a chiseled vet, you know, an old <laughs> veteran at the squared circle. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not walking around all jaded and stuff. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, give it time, give it time. Hang, hang yeah, on to it while you can. My question for you is, yeah. how, have the last, how has the last year been, how has it contrasted to, you know, all the stuff you did beforehand, all the, all the steps you took to get to WWE? How has the last year been in comparison? It's just, it's been absolutely mind-blowing, you know, because, you know, like, you, you work so hard for so many years, and then it, 
you you finally get to where you you wanted to, to go, where many people haven't been able to, you know, reach that point. So it absolutely blows my mind, and and it makes it all worth it. You know, like all the blood, sweat, and tears that you do. You know, for like seven years prior to here, like it's is absolutely absolutely worth it. I'm so lucky to be where I am, and I'm so lucky that they like me enough to put me on <laughs> and like the fans actually like me, which is really weird. They're really into their pale goth chicks, I guess, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, it's absolutely mind blowing. It's kind of still surreal for me, even though, like, I feel like this year's gone so quickly. It doesn't yeah, feel like I've been up here for a year yet. Like, cause there's so much been going on. Like, you know, every pay per view and then the Divas Championship twice and then told Divas. And it's, it's absolutely crazy. I, I, I can't believe it. I yeah, I can't it's funny. Last night I was I was running questions by my wife, who I always try to mention on these interviews. Um, but I was running questions <laughs> by because we're both we're both. She loves watching Total Divas, and she loves you on the show. And I was saying, oh, I'm gonna ask her about her first year in WWE. And she says, she's only been in WWE for a year. Feels like she's been in for like two or three. So she, uh, <laughs> she has the same thoughts. But speaking of Total Divas, has. yeah, NXT. But yeah, that's the main true. Yeah. But speaking of Total Divas, uh, that's a cool thing. You're you're super entertaining on Total Divas. I I you've made this season for me. Um Aww. and Total Page. <laughs> and 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 one of the things was it seemed like when you first came on, I felt like there's some of your fans or some of the more, you know, hardcore serious wrestling fans were like, Oh, I can't believe she's doing Total Divas. But it's really added a yeah. lot, you know, to your character and all that. Have the have the people, you know, the the hardcore page fans kinda come around? Have you encountered new fans who you wouldn't have necessarily interacted with before? Oh, yeah, yeah. So when, they first, when it first announced, yeah, literally three-quarters of my fans were they, they were out for blood. They, they were so <laughs> angry at me. Yeah. They were just like, how did you do this? You're the anti-diva. I hate you. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, this is like – and so I, wrote, I think I wrote a tweet, and I was like, you know, like – I'm still going to be the same person on there. Like, I'm not going to change my character. You're just going to see what I do behind the scenes. It's not a big deal. Right. <laughs> right? So, like, yeah, they literally, like, completely turned against me. I was just like, oh, my gosh. But, like, after the first episode with uh, Natty and I and, and yeah. the uh, brownie incident, like, they Amazing. loved it. And they completely came around. <laughs> yeah. And then I have, like, this different fan, fan base now where, you know, I'll go out and, like, these housewives or, or really young teenage girls or, or, you know, people who don't, Necessarily yeah. like to watch wrestling, you know, but like, yeah, so like a completely different market coming up to me, and I'm just like not used to like these really girly girls coming up to me, and, you know, screaming in my face, like, oh my god, you're from Tel Aviv. Well, actually, we, my, me and my friends were at downtown Disney the other day. Okay. And cool. this girl comes up to me, and she was just like, oh my gosh, are you, are you from LA Inc? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not from LA Inc. And then she runs away and comes back, she's like, no, no, no. You're from a reality show. <laughs> I was like, it's the same thing. They're all reality shows. They all kind of blend together. <laughs> sure. I was like, I got Kat Von D. So now my friends make fun of me and call me Kat Von D. That's awesome. That's awesome. Listen, when I said I was going to be interviewing you, I put out the call on Twitter for some questions. And some of our right. fans, some of your fans, they shot some stuff at me. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you some questions from Twitter. Uh, some uh-huh. WWE stuff, some Marvel stuff. Now, I know... Uh, you've watched some of the Marvel movies, the X-Men, the, um, Spider-Man, stuff like that. At yeah. Michael Burkobin wanted to know what Marvel character you most relate to. Oh, gosh. 
which I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask my friends. They're actually all in the room. Yeah. If I had to be a Marvel character, which one would you say I was more like? <laughs> These are, they'll answer it because my friends Steve's a big Marvel fan. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. You use the lifeline, you know. I'm using lifeline phone, right phone now. A, phone a friend. Be a millionaire. Yeah. I'm phoning a friend. Yeah, he's like, I'm not meant to leave a friend, but I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I would want to be an ex man of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I, don't I, know. Think, I think you could fit in well with the ex man. I think you'd like Rogue. She's a pretty cool character. Rogue. Yeah. Rogue I think that'd be good any, any kind of badass woman, like just yeah. any someone badass, I'll be happy. That would be a good fit for you. I think you'd do well with the X-Men. I think they would, uh, they would be good for your addition. Um, another one from at CarbonAnimal13, who just wants to know what is your favorite match, not necessarily in WWE all time. You know, you've been working, like you said, for many years. Yeah. Uh, well, in WWE, I would say um, NXT, NXT rival yeah. with Emma was, like, one of my favorites just yeah, because – it was, you know, it, it was kind of like the first pay-per-view match that on the WWE Network, so it was kind of like a history-making thing. Mm-hmm. And then another one would be um, recently just on Raw with Nikki, just because it was such a big moment for us, because we were doing, you know, the whole good view of the chance. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, it was short, but we like, but it's still long, but we, we're so happy with the result and how it signed for us. That was exciting. And then, you know, I, I wrestled my mom a few times. Once yeah. Or <laughs> That's so crazy. anyone with her, like, completely kicked my butt. So, yeah, and kind of much with her. And uh, I've also wrestled um, my dad as well. Which is really? <laughs> yeah. Now, who is, yeah, who is tougher to wrestle, your mom or your dad? Actually, my mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, dad is. Dad really doesn't hold back, but he's, like, a big guy. So he just, yeah. I was, like, laying on the canvas, and he, and he sat down. Like, he, he did, like, the big... Uh, uh, where he jumps up in the air and he and he like comes down because he's big, so he does like the good diets, like kind of right. stink bumming. <laughs> so he just like sat down. It's probably my painful like ever, and I probably died a little bit. But, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's phenomenal. At Brockaby wanted to know who are your heroes, super or otherwise. Who are my heroes? All right. Obviously, I have my wrestling heroes. Mm-hmm. Which is like I tell I tell everyone this in every interview like I love Paul Nakano and I love mm-hmm. Steve Austin so they're, they're my ultimate wrestling heroes and I also um, love uh, The Rock just because he gave me some really cool advice and yeah. he was like just stay humble and hungry and and like he's been so helpful throughout my my whole like uh, the year I've been on the road like he's been so great so yeah I could put, I look up to him he's one of my heroes too very very cool all right I have another. Marvel type question for you. This this is one I think you can hit. Um, we like to ask everyone this. You know, you guys, wrestlers, divas, superstars. You guys are already pretty much ahead of the rest of us as far as superpowers. But if you could <laughs> add any superpower to help you out in the ring, to help you out in real life, any of that stuff, what would you want? I would probably choose invisibility. Everyone's. You guys all say that. I, I'm well, starting you know, to. I'm, you know, as soon as they come to you. You just go invisible, and then they can't, they can't get you. I talked to Nikki Bella the other day, and she gave the same answer with the same explanation. I feel like you guys are playing a trick on me. <laughs> just, like, collaborating. Well, well, no, I wouldn't want to be, like, throwing fire, because that could be pretty dangerous in the ring. That's and, true. You know, I would want to fly, 
Yeah. But, you know, flying would be nice. You can get to so much more mischief for that. Then let me, then let me, well, that's true. You can definitely, like, invisibility is a total mischief power. But let me ask you this, because I asked Nikki, and I, she, she kind of dodged around the answer. If you're invisible and you're using it in the ring, do you have a five count, or can you just stay invisible? I would say you have to have a five count. Yeah, right? You're that like, okay, fair. you have five seconds to you know, reveal yourself if not right. you're up. Because it would be basically cheating, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Cool. See, I, that's very moral. I'm very impressed that you went there. I'm a good um, guy. I'm a good I, person. Absolutely. I think you really proved that. I actually, you know, on a personal note, you're from, you're from Norwich, England, right? Yes. So I did a semester abroad there when I was in college years ago. Oh. Um, no one's so ever cool. been that's, That was my reaction when I found out you're from Norwich. I was like, oh, man, I didn't know there was anyone one from there. <laughs> Um, but we have a couple of listeners on the podcast who are too, because they'll go in whenever I talk about it on the show. So what are the coolest places to go in Norwich? Because I feel like I did not get the full experience when I was there. All right. Well, you have to go to the castle because yes. my ancestors are down there. Oh, cool. I, I did go there. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, you have to go to the castle. Also, if you're into music, uh-huh. um, my, my little um, places where I go, which I probably go every week, I'll go to the waterfront. Mm-hmm. Which is like a little dive. It was pretty much a little dive bar, but it was really good music. Like, I, I see Ed Sheeran played there before he was famous. He played there like I saw him like three times. One, oh, he did cool. one gig there, and it was kind of empty. And then another one where he sold out two shows. And then he went to the the BUEA, which is yeah. where he's hanging out here, which yeah. is the university. That's where I was. So, that's where um, I, that's where I studied. I actually I lived like five minutes from uni. Oh my god, it's crazy. Yeah, down the avenues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think I went to the waterfront because I think I saw the, uh, of all people, I saw the Mighty Mighty Boston's there. Yeah, you can see, so it's crazy for the people that you can see in there. Like, it, was it was crazy. Yeah, the place I remember going is I went to a place called the Canary Q Club. I don't know if that still exists. Oh, the Canary Q Club, yes. My dad used to get it all the time. Although I would never go down Prince Wells Road. I would if I was, like, that bored. But it was such a terrible place to go. <laughs> Tremendous. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so cool. All right, well, I'm glad I got to talk to someone from Norwich uh, years later. It's been, been about 10 years since Me I've been too. there, but I love it. Great I've never place. talked to anyone about Norwich. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a first. And this is great. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can people find you on social media, online, if they want to follow you and learn more about what you're up to? Okay, so I'm on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it's real page WWE on Twitter, and it's the same on Instagram too. There you go. So if you know if you want to find me on there, every girl you can if you want to. But you, <laughs> you, you seriously have to. You have to follow me. You have to. Paige, <laughs> it was absolutely lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Hopefully, um, hopefully we'll see you next time you're in New York, maybe. Yay! See you. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much. We have got with us WWE's Bray Wyatt. This is a unique pleasure to be sure. Uh, sir, welcome to This Week in Marvel. Hey, thank you for having me, brother. Very excited. Absolutely, man. So WrestleMania is coming up. Uh, last year, your very first WrestleMania, you went after John Cena. You targeted John Cena, and you got a match with him. You put on a great performance. This year, The Undertaker, similar situation. You're trying to get a match with him. Now, these are two icons, two very different kinds of icons. How is it different for you, you know, a year apart, but facing these two huge names, how do you approach the two situations differently? 
Oh, they're, they're infinitely different, the two of them. Uh, one is full of them, one is full of themselves, and the other one is the phenom, you know? So it's like, uh, uh, when, I, when you're coming up in the ranks here and you really want to get out there and you want to uh, lay an imprint as to who you are and what you're going to give to the future. And uh, I have been very pleased with what I've done in such a short time, you know. There's not many people in the world that can say they wrestled John Cena or Undertaker at WrestleMania, and I'll hopefully be able to say I did both. Absolutely, man. And what kind of opportunities does a show like WrestleMania present for you for someone who really, I feel like, you know, you rise huge on these big occasions. Whenever you're out there, you put on a show, but for something like, I was, I was at WrestleMania 30, and, man, you, can't, you definitely came to play. What, what, what kind of opportunities does a WrestleMania present for you? Man, you know, uh, the, the entire world sees something like this. And growing up as an American, you see people idolize like uh, football players, baseball players. But this, this is so much greater because it's the entire world, you know. And with all eyes on you while you're out there in a, in a wrestling ring, there's this, this tension at first, but it turns into this energy, and this energy just uh, accumulates, you know. And you can just feel it all over and all around you, and it's almost like. It's almost like your body is leading your brain. It's it's very bizarre, man. But it's but it's not. It's it's a high like nothing else in the world could ever give. So, in terms of facing the Undertaker, if you do get that opportunity at WrestleMania, there's only one guy who can say he's beaten the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Now, say you become a guy who can say that as well. Where do you take that? What can you do with that? It feels like that's almost like a golden ticket for you to say I beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania. What what would you be looking? Are you looking that far ahead already? Of course. I mean, what's the goal? <laughs> you know, what's the point? If you're not looking that far ahead, you know, if I beat The Undertaker, for me, it's like having a crown now, you know? No one can ever take that from me. And Brock Lesnar, you know, he's he's not always going to be around. He's here, he's here now, he's the champion, and who knows? He may be gone tomorrow. No one knows. I'm here every single week you know, uh, carrying the torch as as far as I see from this company as the monster that I am. And that is something that takes me into the future and something that can always be brought back. And it is it is a notch in my belt that I don't think I can go on without anymore. You know, yeah. uh, the, for the first time I set foot and even thought about uh, uh, becoming, you know, and becoming in the WWE, there was the only one on my list, you know. You get through the Undertaker, then who's going to stop you? Absolutely, well said, and uh, I think you made a good point there about the monster reference you made. Now, over here at Marvel, in our comics, in our movies, we got heroes, we have villains, also. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times, man, the villains—you know, the the Red Skulls, the Lokis, those types of guys—they're very interesting because some people in the world see them as a monster; they see them as quote-unquote villains, but there's a lot more going on. They have very complex stuff going on. Can you can you relate to a guy like a Loki who, you know, took on the Avengers but had his reasons for doing that? Is that Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Loki's a perfect example because Loki, you know, he came in and everyone thought he was this, this evil entity. And at the end of the, the – uh, I don't want to be worried, spoilers. But yeah, the, the last, appreciate the last, it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, but he plays both sides of the field is what, what I'm trying to say is that there's no such thing as a bad person and a good person. They can't be just that. No entity is just good or just bad. There's always there's always a motivation for them that makes sense to them to do this. And whether bad things have to happen, you know, it's just part of it. There's bad people that do good things and good people do bad things. And that's the way the world is in fantasy or in real life. Let me ask you this, as someone who, you know, knows the, the stories of the Avengers and these large and large heroes, you, you, like you said, you targeted John Cena, you targeted The Undertaker, the biggest right. guys there are. If you find yourself in the Marvel Universe and you want to make a name for yourself, as I'm sure you do, who's the first guy or girl that you go after? Oh, God. <clears throat> I think, uh, to me, <laughs> I, I think in, in the comparisons are all just right. I feel like I feel like John Cena is Captain America, yep. and I feel like you know that was that would be an easy target. But I'd I, I'd like to go a little further, and someone I think is more powerful. I'd say Thor. Yeah, you know, I think I think me and Thor could have some epic battles. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting because I I would I would love to see it. Um, yeah. the, the gentleman who writes uh, our Thor comic book, Jason Aaron, is a huge fan of yours. Loves oh, watching no your stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's on Twitter. He's at Jason Aaron. Uh, he's got the beard. He's got the look going. But yeah, he uh, he just got into wrestling recently, and he he loves your stuff, and uh, he's a big fan. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's 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 easy to do that type of thing, like like uh, to get into comic books and wrestling. It's so such a similar thing. Like, yes, I remember. I remember when the Wyatts and the Shield when we first had our uh, first interaction. There was all kinds of uh, comic book references thrown yeah. at us, and like people were drawing us. And, and uh, I remember even Dean Ambrose uh, referencing that in it. That yeah. it was like this crazy comic book mashups of these, you know, uh, all black mercenaries, uh, yeah. you know, good guys versus these evil monster characters from the swamp. You know, with a prophet leading them blindly into <laughs> blah blah blah. You know, whatever. It is. Yeah. But it, but it was uh you know it, it, to me to me comic books uh, are, are very inspirational in what we do and I yeah. hope it's the other way around as well but it's it's very easy to see. Oh, there's a huge crossover. There's a huge crossover not just in terms of our fans but also yeah the people who work on the books here. A lot of lot of huge fans of what you guys do. A lot of mutual admiration. But uh, yeah, man, I, the, the guy who works on Thor just literally he he. Cannot say enough about you. We, we will we will have to make that connection at some point because I think you guys would get along very very well. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And let me ask you another another. This is kind of a half comics, half wrestling question. Now we talk about you know we have these teams like the Avengers, like the Guardians of the Galaxy. You were part of you know a team. You were the leader. You were the leader of the Wyatt family, and now that seems to be. I don't want to say if it's over, but it's definitely in a state of transition. Um, is that something you miss being part of that larger group, or are you enjoying right now getting able to strike out on your own? This is this is who Bray Wyatt is. This is mm-hmm. who I am. There's not just one. Mm-hmm. There's not just two. There are hundreds. Mm-hmm. You know, it's whenever there's time for another one to be brought out, when I feel it's necessary, it will happen. Mm-hmm. It always it always has been that way, Luke. And Eric are 
I look at it like a, a, a doctor, you know. Um, I bring someone in that is broken, and when they fix them, they're free to do their own bidding, you know. It's not like I never held anyone hostage, you know. I wasn't, I wasn't that. I helped them. I like to think of myself as kind of a father figure to them, you know, someone that helped them along the way, and that's exactly what I am, and I will always be that for them, for both of them. They know that. They're my brothers. Yeah. Uh, well said, man. I couldn't say it better. Obviously, I, that's why. That's why. That's why I'm not out there trying to say it. All right, one, one last question for you, Bray. As you as you prepare for this potential war with the Undertaker, the Undertaker is a guy who you know seems to have powers that go beyond that of the mortal man. If you could have one power beyond what you've got already, which is pretty impressive, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Well, I already look at myself as some kind of a manipulator. I'm already able to manipulate people. I had that gift. I was born with that gift. And I think, uh, I think, uh, almost the vampire-like quality of never being able to die. Mm, interesting. Know, that would that would be the greatest, you know, the, the, the having that strength and just never being able to die. Yeah. Uh, that, that would that would be mine. I would have to say. There you go, man. It's a good choice. Hey, I cannot say thank you enough. It was really great having you on. Uh, very interesting stuff to say. And uh, glad to know that you're a fan of uh, what we do because we're certainly a fan of you. And uh, of all the luck in the world to what's coming up with you. Big stuff at WrestleMania with The Undertaker and beyond. Yeah, feel free to bring me back, too, man. I had it. I feel like this was too short. I could have gone for another two hours. Uh, we well, I will take you up on that. We would love to have you back on the show. Bray, thank you so much for joining us. Right on, man. Thank you. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, it was a lot of fun for me to do. Thank you to everyone at WWE, especially Joe Vila, who set all this up. Thanks to Nikki Bella. Thanks to Paige. Thanks to Bray Wyatt. And then you guys can watch WrestleMania on the WWE Network. It's going to be live on Sunday. March 29th, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you miss it, you can go right into the archives and watch it there. So until next time, this is Marvel, your universe.